Good afternoon. We're your hosts, Ryan G. Hensley, Grant Cohn. It's Monday. The Niners play in six days, and Nick Bosa hasn't reported yet. It's not just it's not just that he hasn't signed his extension. Like he's not even in the state. For all I know, like the, he's not even in the time zone. So yeah. it's down to the wire. We're going to talk about him. We're going to make a, a lot of predictions. It's fine. It's it's time. We have to like, we've got all the evidence. We've seen training camp. We've seen preseason. Let's make some predictions. But let's start with the news of the of the week until until he signs Nick Bosa. When do you think Nick Bosa will sign and report and play to, with this team? So there's real two big games to me, right? Like, obviously, Pittsburgh would be great. I don't think that's happening. And then they're facing the Giants September 21st. I think they're going to want him there. But definitely by October 8th for the Cowboys. If I had to guess, I'm going to say they sign him after the Rams game sometime after September 17th to make sure they have him against the Giants. But they, it will not go past the Cowboys game. There's no way they let it go that, that far. I thought you were going to say week one. I was going to disagree with you, but I agree. I don't think he's going to be playing week one. I think like even if he were to sign tomorrow, he couldn't play 75% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps. He could play like third downs, right. which is what? 12 plays? Tops? Right. So you already sort of lost for week one. Might be best not to play him anyway, although better to have him than not to have him. Just doesn't feel like this is going to end this week. And then if they make it through the Steelers game, the Rams kind of suck. Nice, okay. I'm with you. I feel like week three for the home opener. Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm honestly, I'm starting to become on more on the Niners side at this point, Grant. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not really. Like what is the big, problem here? I, I'm not really into paying non-franchise quarterbacks, franchise quarterback money. And, you know, I saw a report. I think it might have been you actually talking about Joey Bosa's contract. Yeah. How do you feel that? How yeah. do you think the Chargers feel about that contract? That probably not great. Not great. probably not great. Yeah, yeah. And and we, I just went through the whole, the whole salary cap of the 49ers over the next year or two with Twin this morning on my show, and it's not good, man. They got a lot of expensive for their top four paid players. I'm assuming <clears> they signed Bosa, cost more than the rest of the 49 combined, and none of them are quarterback. I just don't. Can we call it like it is with Bosa for a second, though? Can we just call it like it is? I think he's losing support. Bosa got, I mean, Debo got a ton of backlash. Bosa hasn't. But I think it's clear that Bosa is like, and his brother too, they're totally out for themselves. Right. Like Joey technically plays for the Chargers. Nick technically plays for the 49ers. But there's no allegiance there. They're not going to give those teams a discount. Uh, Those teams have to pay them whatever they want. That's what they're playing the sport for. And I think what's scary is once they get the second contract, once they have $100 million in the bank and there's less to attain, what are they going to do? Are they going to play super hard every week like they did when they were coming up trying to get paid? Or are they still out for themselves and they can start making business decisions? Like, I don't know. I wasn't watching Joey last year, but he had a down year. And now he's only two years older than Nick. So I'm a little scared about giving Nick quarterback money and uh, seeing what he does when he's 27, 28 with $150 million in the bank. I don't know. And I don't want people to get me wrong. Nick Bosta's elite, like one of the top players in the NFL. We're not saying that, but that kind of money is usually reserved for like your top seven, eight, ten quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's not that guy. Maybe the 49ers want to see how it goes 
before they give up on their side of things. Maybe they want to see how it goes against Pittsburgh. Let's see how we do without Nick Bosa. Do we really need to go up to the $35 million he's asking? I think that's what he's asking for. I think the 49ers are somewhere around 31 right now. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel the Niners on this one. I mean, for once, they, they this clubhouse is expensive. They got to think about the future, whether they want to or not. I mean, locking in Nick Bosa at that price tag, kind of, you're going to have to get rid of Eric Armstead. You're going to have to think about what you do with Debo in a couple of years. Can you pay Brandon Ayuk? There's a ton of George Kittle, Kyle Juice Check. Like, there's a ton to think about. Isn't he showing his true colors, though, if he misses week one? If he really... Because what he's doing essentially is saying, look, if you don't want to, if you, if you're not going to let me win this contract negotiation, I will prove my point, how yeah. important I am to this team by watching you lose week one. I'm going to sit out, maybe even root against you guys. Because mm-hmm. if you lose, then my case gets stronger. If you win without me, my case gets weaker. I'm going to play that game. I mean, Debo didn't do that. Yeah. No one else has ever done that with the Niners, and Bosa's going to do it, and people are like, yeah, I'm right in his corner. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, this is why like, I was always against the Niners drafting Bosa, and in retrospect, I was way wrong. It was great to have him on his rookie deal. What a bargain that was. Yeah. That's over. Yeah, That's over, and now you're getting really deep into business with him and his whole family, and you see how they work. They're in it for themselves, and if they got to tank the whole season to get what they feel they deserve, they'll do it. They will freaking do it. And what's crazy is, is this the next excuse for the 49ers? Like, oh, we didn't have Nick Bosa for two, three, five, seven weeks, and we started off slow. But then we finished strong, and we almost won the Super Bowl. So next year, like, is that, are we, are we getting ready for that? Because I'm not, I, I don't want that. I don't want to hear that. Here's the thing. Like, there's three outcomes to this, right? They either, they give him the extension he wants, they trade him, or they franchise, or they, excuse me, they take the fifth-year option on him, and he holds out until he no longer finds it to be a smart, lucrative decision. So those three options, right? The, the fifth-year option, and he holds out, or they trade him, or they eventually give him the money he wants. Which three options? Like, I'm not even sure that they give him the money he wants. Yeah, you have you have an organization and a player that are both sunk in right now, that both have their positions, and it doesn't seem like either one is flexible. What, out of those three options, Grant, which one happens? You think they actually sign him, extend him? I think they're going to extend him. They've yeah. already said they're not going to trade him. I mean, they've said a lot of things this offseason and been wrong it's about your it. Your option ain't trading him, though. They're going to extend him eventually. Million. I think I, I could really see them playing hardball, him sitting out week one. If they lose, turning around on Monday and giving him everything he ever wanted. I can see that happening. Yeah. Not saying they're going to lose, but if they do, I can see that happening. What if the D-line looks great and they got pressure on Kenny Pickett all day long? Then maybe Nick Bosa comes back to them and says yes before his value drops. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I I just feel like, I I don't know why it had to come to this, but I feel like him not playing week one is part of this. Like both sides, like he's trying to say, I'm the whole team. You can't win without me. And the Niners are like, hmm. And I don't really we had like we scored like 35 points per game last year Our offense was humming like we had a top five defense without you so I think they kind of need to take this to a moment of truth one game without Bosa to start the season and if the Niners win then he yeah. probably comes back for all at their price if they lose then he probably comes back at his price I don't know it seems like a petty silly way to get this done I didn't have to come to this and that's best case scenario it feels like to me at this point 
it's interesting because his team, his camp stayed quiet throughout all of this. And now they can't avoid, like they avoided the bad PR, but now the games are starting. Right. And you can't avoid that PR. You can't just be quiet and avoid the bad PR because you're not on the field when the 49ers are playing games. That's bad PR right there. So it's a different situation now. It's, it's different. And that's why people aren't mad at Nick Bosa because, like, he didn't do the stuff that Debo did. He didn't scrub his social media. He didn't um, request a trade. He didn't do anything. He just was quiet. Uh, but that doesn't mean we know what he's thinking or that he's going to give the Niners a break or he's going to be easy to deal with. Like, Chris Jones is the one that came out and said, I may not play until week eight. Right. That could be Nick Bosa's strategy, too. He just hasn't verbalized it. You know, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like why, why would he do something differently? It seems like they're kind of in the same ballpark in terms of what they're asking for so maybe they could be using the same playbook too like maybe it's possible that bosa doesn't even come back until the niners are three and four you know i mean i see things i'm i think there's one thing i can do a little bit i see things from all perspective as if i'm an owner i understand what the niners are doing right now if i'm a player i understand what nick bosa is doing right now as well but then there, there goes to a point where, like, okay, we're separated by two, three million a year. Like, are we just being extremely petty at this point? Like, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Like, he's avoided this diva, la- diva label, but how do you feel? Oh, also, how, do, how does the locker room take this? Like, yeah. you just shocked the locker room with the Trey Lance thing. A lot of those guys were pulling for him, but that's just part of it. Now it's like Nick Bosa's not – oh, he's not here? Why? And there's no explanation and there's no timetable. And so every question, I was in the locker room today, every question for every player is so like, what do you think it's going to be like if Nick's not there? Like, like what, do you think I was going to have to blitz more? Like, have you talked to Nick? Uh, are you scared about playing without Nick? Like, everything is a question about maybe. So that's the distraction now. The thing hanging over, Nick not being there is the monkey, is like the elephant in the room. Yeah. So is that good? And it's like all the players are like, I don't know. I don't know. It's about my, no one's told me. So what are they telling? What are they asking each other? They don't know. They're like, hey, is Nick going to play this game? I don't know. You had Drake Jackson literally walking through the yeah. locker room today being like, Bosa, come back. You can blame it all on me. And like all the players are like, yo, yeah, it's funny, man. It's because like, they're all like, what the? F-? Like, it was just something I said. Maybe, maybe it was Drake Jackson's fault. Maybe Drake said something. Maybe Drake smells bad. Like, I don't know. They're, no one knows. This is weird. Man, the 49ers have had a tumultuous pre-off season. It, it 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 does, and you made another great point that you brought up. This this preseason, everything that's happened with Trey Lance and now Nick Bosa and the kicker. It reminds me of exactly what you said. Draymond Green punching yeah. Jordan Poole in the mouth kind of set a funky tone to the team, and you just kind of knew it in, in your heart that this wasn't the year. It almost feels like that. I hope that's not the truth, but that's how it feels right now. Like you're a you've been a coach for a long time high school right. basketball coach. Uh, it's like, is this bad? This is, is this definitely mean the Niners aren't going to win the Super Bowl? Like, no, but like, you know, it's not good for the team to have right. this hanging over it. It's not what you want. Right, right. It can't be good. Right. I mean, so, they could, if, if he comes back and they all start winning, it'll all go away quickly. But if there's any kind of struggle. It's not or, trending that direction. I'd be so shocked if he played week one. I'd be so shocked at this point. Yeah. I, I don't think he's playing week one. I don't think so. If he does, it's I mean, like, if he's going to play week one, there'd be like a report that he's like flying out here, right? Like, hey, Nick Bosa is going to be in Santa Clara. They might talk. They're, they're going to be talking. This could get wrapped. Like, where is he? If, if he's not signed by tomorrow, forget about it. It's going until it's going until the Giants game minimum. Forget not, about it. Yeah, forget forget about, about it. it. Yes. If it's, forget if it's, about it. If it's not signed tomorrow, they're not going to worry about him for the Rams. 
he's not signed tomorrow. He's not playing this weekend, and they're not going to care about for the Rams. So I would say it's going on a couple of weeks minimum. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, that would be my guess. <laughs> Getting attention for all the wrong reasons. The 2023 49ers. Double B <laughs> Studio says Bosa's hurt and doesn't want to show his crutches. Uh, allegedly, according to you, hey, Bosa, I, did, I was just reading. I don't know. Please leave me. Pissed off, Brother Bob says Iggy and Ryan OG. Grant, you see PP was uh, trailing you. He was. Yeah, it's my fault, though. Yeah. Lucky Louise says, Grant, good. I said it, man. <laughs> Lucky, Grant, good to see you. Please no more cone phones. Okay. Double B City says, Grant, if Steve, what if Steve Wilkes told Kyle, I don't need Bosa? I'm sure that's the first thing Steve Wilkes said. RWJ All Day says, Segway, let's talk about our sponsor bet. US, no, I got a new sponsor today. New sponsor. Double yeah. B Studio says, trade Bosa for two great O-linemen and let's win the Super Bowl with the top five offense and a top 15 defense like every Super Bowl winning team does. That's a good point. You don't have to have the best defense. You have to have the best offense and a good defense. So maybe the Niners should just trade Bosa for a right tackle. I'm going to be honest. Durant, it seems smarter to trade Bosa. I said that in March. It yeah. seems smarter to trade Bosa. For the exact same reasons they traded uh, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I mean, you just can't afford to pay a, a guy, one guy that much money. You can't. Not it's only too much. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even feel comfortable – paying a quarterback that much like 35 million you're already spending 28 million dollars a year on on trent williams man that's too much for him yeah it's too I mean, much you, he's great we're yeah, not saying he's, he's not great. great it's just one player one player man yeah double b studio says was bosa really good or were nfc teams really bad i mean bosa's good he's good but like how long is he going to be good for jj watt stopped being good like around 26 yeah tj watt had what did he do last he had five sacks last year something like that Something like that. Front Row yeah, Justice says Bosa scrubbed his Twitter. Man, he he blocked me on Twitter before he got drafted. Before. I'm proud of that. <laughs> he heard you talking. Yeah, he heard me talking. Jad is Jad said Grant dancing on the grave of Niner fans' hopes and dreams. No, no, no. You don't even know my prediction for the t- season yet. G-Code Travels Vlog POV says maybe Bosa's mad he wasn't invited to Cabo. He was. He was there. He's what I think he's saying. I don't want to go back to Cabo. I don't even like Cabo anymore. I'm more of a Turks and Caicos kind of guy. JT says at this point, just trade him. No way too much to pay for an injury prone non quarterback. Even Bosa. Nick should stay shrugging when he disappears in the playoffs. At least Bosa uh, Debo reported at camp. Man, the fan base is turning on Bosa, man. Now's the time. This is what yeah, I can't believe people are surprised. Yeah. Like this, like Joey held out from his rookie mini, uh, from his rookie thing for a long time like didn't he didn't he miss the first few games of, i don't know he got a lot of money too probably got a lot of money it. probably not worth it probably not worth it 110 guarantee, million guaranteed for a guy who doesn't play quarterback okay let's talk about something else who will lead the 49ers in rushing touchdowns this season i think that's a pretty easy one for me it, it, assuming he stays healthy i'm going cmc all day every day that i don't think that's a question well, you have to explain why, just because you think it's not a question. It's CMC. It's CMC, man. No, I, I, he's CMC. I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey, man. If he stays healthy, you know, Kyle hasn't done the running back by committee thing in a long time. I wish he would sometimes to help promote CMC's health long term. Last year, I was worried about that. Maybe he does it this year. But even if he does, it's still going to be Christian McCaffrey. No question to me. I mean, you got another you got another answer to that one? No, it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey yeah, for sure. Right. Like, no, the only way that it wouldn't be is if he gets hurt, like every other Niner starting. So I'll just say, like, how about no? <laughs> no, like, I don't. It sucks to predict injuries because yeah. you're like, why? Why would you put that out there? 
But it's not, it's just like, look at all the Niners running backs get hurt all the time. So he's had an injury history. They have an injury history. I hate to say it, but I, I think the Niners envision him being the offensive player of the year. Yeah. I think they think that he's going to be the catalyst to their team. He's going to play the whole season. He's going to lead like the league in he- a lot of statistics. And if he stays healthy, he'll be their Terrell Davis. He'll be their offensive MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he has to stay healthy, though. Let's make so if he doesn't, let's make then it it's going to be like Jordan Mason. Yes. We'll, we'll phrase it a different way, though, so we don't have to talk about injury. Besides Christian McCaffrey, who leads the 49ers in rushing touchdowns after Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> I feel like you got to give that role to Jordan Mason if he's not fumbling. But he is he has been fumbling and he is injured a little bit, but I think eventually it'll be Mason just because he's so unique and he's so powerful. The most powerful runner, running back on the team by far. But I do think the Niners are going to try to get Christian McCaffrey like 2000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns. He's going to he's going to have like a LT type year if he stays healthy. I'm going to give you another answer. If it's not Christian McCaffrey, it's Debo. I think Debo could have the second mm. most rushing touchdowns this Interesting. Year. Yeah, that would be my Interesting. Pick. I feel like Debo is the guy you give the ball to at like the 15. But if you're at the two, how do you not freaking give it to Jordan Mason? Well, he maybe fumbled. He fumbled at, at the two-yard line in the preseason, right? <laughs> yeah. Might be TDP. Yeah. yeah. Might be TDP. All right. Who will lead the 49ers in receiving yards this season? Uh, it's got to be B.A., man. It's got to be B.A. He's, it's a contract year for Brandon Ayuk. He led the team last year. I, I thought he would, and he did. I think he's going to again. It's a contract year. He's trying to get his bag, man. This is the year for Brandon Ayuk. I don't think it's any question that it's going to be Brandon Ayuk leading the 49ers and receiving yards. He plays every game. He doesn't miss. He's their best receiver. It's a contract year. All of that added up together equals B.A. leading the team and receiving touch yards. I think he's going to lead the team in receptions, catches. But I think it's going to be close between him and Debo. And Debo, in the past, has been so good after the catch that it might be tough for Ayuk to to win the receiving. Like He could have more catches and fewer receiving yards than Debo. In fact, that's going to be my prediction. I think, well, but then again, Debo has to play all the games. That's where Ayuk gets Debo. Ayuk, you can almost pencil him in for 17 games. Debo is like 13? 13-ish. So now I'm going Ayuk. I talked myself back into Ayuk. I don't like just assuming players with extensive injury histories are going to play 17 games. Like that. That's a, that's a skill. They talk about that being a skill, right? Yeah. Availability, I, I would, the ability to play football and not get hurt. I don't availability know. is the best ability. I, I, yeah. I, I put Debo Forrest. I think wow. it would be. I think it would be Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and CMC, and then Debo. I'm scared about George this year, man. He's already hurt. Yeah. He's already hurt. It does work. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Debo's had a terrific camp and hasn't gotten hurt yet, to his credit. Yeah. Now, Debo looks good. Been out there. He looks good. good. The the 49ers 49ers fans should be excited about Debo and Brandon Ayuk because I think they're both going to be, could possibly be the best we've ever seen from them. Now, Debo might not get as much statistically because they're not going to rely on him as much as they did two years ago. But I think you're going to see the best version of Debo and Brandon Ayuk that we've ever seen this year and it's like they're probably not going to play Debo at running back as much where he's like in the eye formation getting tosses and stuff but there's still what coaches call extended handoffs which are screens and stuff and he's obviously going to get a couple of those plus jet sweep in an end around like he's still going to be carrying the ball and getting 
targeted behind the line of scrimmage. He's just going to be probably in more space, which is good anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, good thing. they changed the rule. Didn't they change the rule now that forward, like flip, handoff, where they, you know, they come in motion. They yeah. That, that's now a run, I believe. It's not a pass anymore. Okay. Yeah. But it's still like, it's still a viable play. It's just changed, right. different in the, right. in the, uh, that was like the Jimmy, that was like the original Jimmy Gimme. Yeah. The original cool. Jimmy Gimme. Yeah. That's a 20 yard throw. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. Who will lead the 49ers in total touchdowns this season? Maybe we might want to go again. Besides CMC, because I think it's going to be CMC again, man. I think he's going to have a ton of re receiving touchdowns. He's going to have the most rushing touchdowns. If CMC stays healthy, he might be the, the one of the, in the run for offensive MVP. That's how much Kyle's going to use CMC this year. And knock on wood, hope he doesn't doesn't make it. But I think he he's going to lead in there. What, what do you think? You got someone else? The fact that I think the Niners want McCaffrey to be the offensive player of the year in the NFL, I think they do. Because Peter Peter King predicted it, which I, I think he probably I means someone in the Niners predicted it, I'm guessing. Yeah. I think they're going to be too over-aggressive with McCaffrey again. You should not be doing that with him in the regular season. What matters is what he does in the playoffs. Right. But they're going to try to get all these regular season accolades, which means it's going to be like 17 carries a game plus eight targets. Yikes. I don't know, man. Uh, everyone's worried about Brock Purdy making it through the season. I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey making it through the season. So total touchdowns? <laughs> Jordan Mason. Jordan, Jordan Mason. Total Jordan touchdown. Mason. Really? Man, he's going to take that job. Remember how Jamal Williams had like 20 touchdowns last year just as the goal line back in, in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Not Elijah. Mitchell. I mean, it could be Kittle, but he's not. But he's going to be hurt. And then Debo doesn't catch touchdown passes, and Ayuk will be a go-to guy in the in the end zone for sure. But he's not a running back. Ah, uh, not Elijah Mitchell. Not TDP. Mason, huh? Do you think the forty? Do the Forty ers have Mason higher than TDP? It's going to be a running back. It's going to be a running back. Total okay. touchdowns is going to be a running back. Either McCaffrey or his replacement if he gets hurt. Do the Forty ers have Jordan Mason above TDP right now? Do you think? I mean, he's hurt. He broke his. He broke something. I don't know. I think they do different things. I think TDP is more of like an outside zone toss, get to the edge perimeter runner, and Jordan Mason is like shotgun between the tackles. So depending on what they want to do, so they're going to use like a bad so, so they're going to use Jordan Mason how we told them to use him last year on third and third and short, third and goal. They're going to do that this year is what you're saying. They might if he stops dropping the ball and fumbling, or they won't if they see this video of you saying that they're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's my fault. <laughs> Let's take some super chats. All right. Uh, we got you. Double B Studio says, Bosa gets slow postseason or can't beat great O-Lyman. He beat weak teams, pay Bosa. Had he uh, wrecked in the postseason like Aaron Donald did. My thing with Bosa is like, he often starts off games great. I don't have the stats to back it up, but I feel like sometimes he runs out of gas in fourth quarters or the fourth quarters of seasons. I know he's had... He had that great performance, that great play in overtime against the Raiders. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes I wonder about his What he does tank. is he, he goes hard, man. He goes really hard. And when you go that hard on every single play, it's hard to sustain that for a long period of time. You know, he, he does. Reverse. Gregory Young says, hey, Grant, finally caught a live stream. Best to you and Pops. Hold Kyle Shannon accountable for the Lance debacle. Bose has never been a team player. Yeah, and they knew that, and they're they're cool with that. But this is what happens when you go into a player, when you go into business with a player like this, coming off a defensive player of the year season. 
Yeah, I think Bosa knows this might be his last opportunity to get the bag, like the big bag. Like, who knows what happens in the NFL career? And I, I don't necessarily blame him completely, but it is tough from the 49ers perspective and a fan's perspective. Yeah, he can give a team a discount on the next contract. Right. Ink Talk TV says, how y'all been? Been moving, to, uh, so I've been missing. Hope everything's been good. Thank you, Ink Talk TV. Julio, happy Labor Day, Grant and Ryan G. Killing it like always. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Happy, happy Labor Day. Jody Moore, question, is the Rams model the way we should follow? They went all in, paid big, and won that ring. This team will not be, this team will be, uh, this team will be hot to be this close to a ring and not get it before these guys retire. Glad to see, good to see you, Grant. Here's something I got for this. People, Niners talk, people talk about the Niners window being open for a while or whatever. Man, it feels like it's like this year. Maybe next year, too. So many players who are getting older. Trent Williams, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, uh, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave. Yeah. That's like five guys, six guys right there. And it's more than that. And it's not only getting older, but getting expensive. Like Debo's contract. McCaffrey. Like, how much How much longer is McCaffrey going to be elite? He's a 27-year-old running back. One year, right. two years? One year, two years? Yeah. George Debo, Kittle too. Gets expensive. Yeah. Kyle Juszczyk is supposed to make $7.5 next year. Like Ayuk has a Ayuk has a future and he's getting better and Bosa has a future if he ever comes back to the team. But um those Eric guys Armstead. Eric, Eric Armstead? Armstead? Okay, so it's Armstead, Hargrave, uh Trent Williams. Trent Williams, Usechek, Kittle. Yeah, and then McCaffrey. Debo and Debo, that's like that's like seven guys. Making a lot of money. It, it, yeah. The, the window for this is for it. Guys, for these guys at least. It's a year this is it. now or maybe next year. This is why I don't think the Niners can really play hardball with Nick Bosa. Like, what are you going to do? Trade him for picks? Like, this is it. If you trade Nick Bosa, it's over. Well, the 49ers, that's, that's one of my complaints, man. It's like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, right? They, they're like, yeah. this is our year. We got to get this Super Bowl. It's a win now team. But they're not okay. really going all, all in. Like no, nah, Colt McKivitz is starting. Drake Jackson is starting. Nick Bosa is not here. What are you talking about? Right. So it's not completely all. And you got an unproven. No offense to Colt McKivitz, by the way. I don't mean to turn you into some type of punchline. You're a dude yeah. making about a million dollars, getting an opportunity. God love you. Right. God, I hope you make the most of this opportunity. What a great story you are. But it's a, quite a cavalier decision on the Niners part. Like, oh, we're good. We got Colt McKivitz. He's going to start. Like, okay. He would be a great backup. What about a rookie, a sophomore quarterback who's only played seven, eight games? Yeah, like, that too. I, that's a little risky as well. Like, I mean, it's got, possible yeah, it pretty comes out balling, but it, who the hell knows? Really, nobody knows. I want to say something real quick about the offense alignment. Like, they're always the scapegoats of a team. And on this team, everyone knows it's the worst position group on the team. And so, like, a lot of times we'll be – I'll be snarky or sarcastic about certain offense alignment on, on the team. I just want to make clear, if they're watching, like, man, it's not you. It's not you. It's the fact that the Niners have decided that your position group really has very little value and that they're not going to invest very much in it. So when I talk about, I'm talking about that decision and that and the people in the front office. I respect any person starting in the NFL making a million, two million dollars trying to make it. Like it's a bunch of those guys in the offensive line. I respect you. It's Colt McKibbis could be better. Mike McGlinchey for all we know, he definitely could be. We could have be. no idea. So it's not a knock on him. It's definitely just more cost effective. Yeah, from the outside perspective, it's. it's I thought weird. Tom Compton was just as good as Mike McGlinchey. So yeah, could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. 
Thanks, Jody. Uh, Moises Rosales says, I'm all for players getting paid, but at this point, there's zero change in quality of life for Bosa if he gets 31 million or 34 million a year, 97. Losing my respect. Again, I, I agree, but I feel like people should have known this about Nick. You shouldn't be surprised. His family is quite transparent about what they're in it for. Like, yeah. you, if you know his dad's history, he was a first-round pick, too, for Miami. Never really got paid. And I feel like his whole mission is to make sure that never, ever, ever happens to his kids and that they get every single dime that they have coming their way. So they're not in the business of giving teams breaks. I mean, he came up defensive player of the year. He's yep. probably the best defensive player. And I mean, according to the, the last year, he was. Uh, they should have fully expected that he was going to want to be paid, be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. That's what he wanted. It was predictable. We all know it. So it shouldn't be a surprise to them. Although he said he didn't want that. He tried yeah. to remember last year. He's like, oh, that doesn't matter to me. Of course. Well, what does his agent think he should get? That's the difference. What does his dad think he should get? Right. Of course. I'm tired of people like it's one thing to like not tell the whole truth or like be vague in public when you're doing it. But don't lie. Yeah. On the record, uh, I mean, it's possible Nick Bosa is doesn't care about the difference between 31 and 34, but he's listening to his agent and his family, and they're telling him what he needs to do. I mean, it's possible he wants to go play, you know? It's possible. It is possible. It's true. Yeah. Double B Studio says, could you trade Bosa and Kyle Shanahan for Patrick Mahomes? No. No. <laughs> Dave Barclay says, love you guys. I miss him because I was watching Ryan's video with Twin. You guys are killing it. Sidebar, Ryan, I need your help with my credit so I can start working towards a house. Super proud of you guys. Hit like button. I'm really inspired by how Ryan has able to has been able to um, have like all of his different hustles sort of like support each other. It's cool. I, I couldn't have done it without you, man. It was it honestly wasn't planned. Like just I just wanted to talk 49ers football, and then I figured this is a good way to actually, you know. Flip, flip everything I'm doing. It, it's great. It's been fantastic. Has it grown your other businesses? Oh, yeah, by far. Yes. I've helped a ton of 49er yes. fans. This has been great, yeah. man. I owe it all to you, dude. Yeah. It, Niner fan. Well, and Niner fans in general. The thing that's nice about do, having a YouTube channel devoted to talking about the Niners is so many Niner fans. It's a great audience. It's global. Yeah. And they're very passionate and smart. And they know exactly what kind of coverage they want. Sometimes it's us, sometimes it's not. But yeah, it's man. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I've loved everything. Great. And I appreciate you for everything. Thank you, man. I appreciate you too. Uh, and I, you saw I tweeted out a couple of days ago, like if you want to start a YouTube channel, these are the people you need to talk to. You were high on that list. I'm telling you, if you want to start a YouTube channel, you should talk to Ryan because he's doing a really good job. Look at how much he's built in a year. 11, a year? Month. 11 months. We 11 got 5,111 months. So keep pushing. And I'm 10. eventually like your YouTube channel will be so lucrative. You won't have to do anything else. But in the meantime, in between time, it made your other businesses more lucrative. That's great. Isn't yeah, that, a, that's gonna, really cool. That's the I'm still going to do everything else. I, I, I'm still going to keep doing it no matter what. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. yeah because you know what? Cause you're a new Jack hustler. H U S T L E R. <laughs> I was listening to ice T this morning. Cause yeah. I saw him at chase this weekend. Yeah. 65. He said he's 65. That's, that's cool great. though. That's the great. original OG, the OOG. Anyways, back to the show. Ice T's been dropping bombs of wisdom on Twitter lately. He's a good follow on Twitter. Always does. Yeah. I love Ice T. Anyway, who will lead the 49ers in interceptions this season? 
I'm gonna go Gip, man. Gip, Gip led. Uh, didn't he lead last year? He had five. I think yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, he's gonna run it back, man. I think it's gonna be Gibson again. Gibson is so underrated. He might be the most underrated 49er on this defense, or if not the team. Gibson, yep. like, I love Huff, too. I predicted Huff was going to have a great year, and he had an all-pro year, and he deserved it. Shout out to Huff. He's one of my favorite Niners. But Gibson was better than him last year. <laughs> People don't realize it. I think two of the Statistically. Statistically, for sure. Yes. Two of the interceptions Huff had came from Gibson. They were tips from Gibson. Like yeah, people get that man. And Gibson, I think, is going to lead the team in interceptions. Think people don't know about about Deshaun Gibson. Like this is a guy. Let me tell you, he is thirty three years old. He has earned forty million dollars in his career, and he has a grand total of thirty two picks in his career. Like these are serious. He's a serious player. He's bounced around and played for five different teams, which is crazy to me because he always produces. He had five picks last year, two before that, two before that, three before that, one before that, four before that. Like he, he had a year in 2014 where he had six picks. It's a crazy he's a player. Hawk. Every year. He's a yeah. Hawk. If somehow he slips under the radar, people don't like appreciate him for whatever reason. I don't get it. Doesn't I don't get it. Sense. I don't get it. It's crazy. You Maybe know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I feel I, this is. I learned this from Richard Sherman. I feel like if you're a DB in the NFL, you got to talk hella shit about yourself too and let everyone know that you're the best. Otherwise, no one's going to promote you unless you were like a top 10 pick or something. But like Jimmy, I saw a lot of the different DBs look at Richard Sherman and say, okay, I got to be like him. I got to say that I'm good. And Richard Sherman would do it too. Like Jimmy Ward's good. He doesn't get his credit. And Jimmy Ward would start to talk. And I talked to Jimmy Ward about like, did, did being Richard Sherman's teammate change you in any way? Absolutely. Like yeah. Gibson, not, he's 33. He's not going to change. But I think sometimes you need to be a little bit like Richard Sherman. Yeah. But you need I to be like Richard Sherman. Man. You can't just trust the team to promote you and do right by you. You need to make someone of yourself, a name for yourself. Richard Sherman is sharp as attack. I think yeah. it's that. I, I also think Gibson, because he has moved around so much, the 49, the, every fan base he's been at, they don't really get a chance to get used to him uh, as much as other players that were drafted and stayed with the same team. So that might be another reason why he's underrated. Uh, but Gibson is definitely underrated, and I would be surprised if he didn't lead the 49ers in the interceptions. Yeah, I'd be surprised too, although year Sorry. three of Talanoa Funga will be interesting. Although if camp was any indication, it's going to be Gip again. Who will lead the 49ers in total tackles? So, total, I think Warner won, but Solo, Greenlaw won. It was 82-79 in solo tackles for Greenlaw. So, it's really, you know, last year, last year I predicted it was going to be Huff. He came in third. You predicted it was going to be Greenlaw. You were right. I I think it's going to be those three. It's going to be Huff, Greenlaw, Warner. It's a crapshoot between Warner and and uh, Greenlaw. Huff might have a little bit of an advantage this year because I think they're going to be, you know, sending him in the pass rush more. So he might get some more tackles than he has because of that. But if I had to predict, I'm going to go Warner. I'm just going to go Warner with it. Go on. I'm running it back with Dre Greenlaw, baby. Okay. I feel like Dre Greenlaw has really improved the last few years. He's been on the team for four years. He missed most of 2021. You know, 127 tackles last year. I feel like he's in his prime right now. 
And if last year wasn't his best year, this year will be his best year. I think he's faster than Fred Warner. I think he hits harder than Fred Warner. I think he's more violent than Fred Warner. The one thing with him is he needs to cut out the 15-yard penalties. And I don't know if it's like a reputation thing at this point with Greenlaw. Like yeah. if, he, if they're like looking for it with him. But if he keeps playing like – I mean, it's like he – I like Greenlaw so much. There's very few defenders like this anymore. But he's walking the line of too physical, which is what you freaking want from your weak side linebacker, right? Like that dude's going to hit a little too hard. Although yeah. it's, it's football he's supposed to. But like – yeah, I think Greenlaw's because he still hasn't gotten the accolades yet. Fred Warner, everyone knows Fred Warner is the best. Dre yeah. Greenlaw not, never been to a Pro Bowl, wasn't in the NFL's top 100. I think he's got a lot to prove. He clearly sees himself as being that good. The team doesn't really promote him very much. He should be a household name. Like when we were younger, it was Willis and Bowman. Yeah, it should be Warner and Greenlaw, yeah. but it's Fred Warner. Featuring Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's messed no. up. That's real. So I'm going Greenlaw. Yeah. That's real. And you can actually afford a couple of those hit, those penalties. Uh, you know, if you're a coach, like, true. it depends it's on true. the time of the timing of it, right? And yeah. who you're hitting. I, I mean, it kind of sets the tone for the defense. So you can eat a couple of those, but you just don't want to at the wrong I think time. he's the tone setter on the defense. Him. I think he is. He's the one. I mean, he's the guy I think that will hurt you the most. Oh, for sure. He, he, yeah. If if you ask the player who they'd rather be hit by, they're gonna rather be hit by Warner than Greenlaw. That's for sure. So he does set the tone. He does put a little fear in some of these guys. Um, Fred Warner is like the mental leader, uh, you know. But I, Greenlaw's the physical leader. Uh, yeah. Fred I mean, Warner is the <laughs> talk about another guy who learned from Richard Sherman. Yeah. Self promoter. He talks. He uses. He, he does. He's he's not using the media, but he's smart with the media. He talks. He's a captain. He's all about promoting himself, right. which has gotten him a lot of money. Dre Greenlaw doesn't do that, which part of me is like, man, you should. Other part of me is like, I respect that you don't. And that's yeah. probably why I'm picking him. And the, the 49ers, I was trying to find it, but I think they're, I, I don't know if I can see it, but they, they lucked out on extending. Didn't they extend Greenlaw way early and they got him for a super? Yeah. So he's yeah. locked in at, at almost nothing uh, for how good he is. So, yeah, I mean, Greenlaw, I mean, hats off to Greenlaw. Hopefully he keeps balling and gets a bigger contract next time. All right, all right, all right. Um, now let's talk Let's talk a little prize picks. This is this month's sponsor, prize picks, which is Daily Fantasy. If you want to, if you're into, let me, let me get this like a little bit. Wait, uh, if you're into Daily Fantasy, prize picks is really fun. Let me put them on the screen. I'll show you how to do it. Um, you got to sign up. With the link in the description, if you use promo code Iggy, you get a 100% deposit match on your first, on a deposit up to $100. And then let's say you want to see some like prize pick entries for the 49ers. Go to the NFL, check it out here. And this is like, here's how you do it. Let's say Brock Purdy, here's one. One entry would be more than or less than 6.5 rushing yards. What would you do? More than or less than 6.5 rushing yards for Brock Purdy. For the for the week, I'm giving him for more. the week more? more. Yeah. Okay. How about Christian McCaffrey? More than or less than sixty two point five rushing yards week one. Oh, come on, more easy. More. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about Christian McCaffrey? More than or less than half a rushing touchdown this week. Oh, what? Come on, that's easy money right there. That's easy, easy money. Yeah. All right, more than. All right, Debo. More than or less than forty seven point five receiving yards. 
Ooh, that, that one's tough. I don't know. That one's tough, man. That one's tough. It's, it's tough. I don't know. I don't I'm know. going. I'm going more than I think he's in good shape now. I think they're gonna. I think the game plan is gonna be Debo heavy. Okay. George Kittle, more than or less than 43.5 receiving yards week one. Less. Less. I don't even know he's gonna play. So <laughs> th- what you can do is you can pick five, and here your entry is right here. If you use my promo code, they'll match your deposit up to hundred dollars. Use it today. Thank you, yeah. Prize Picks. All right, let's get back oh. to the show. Shout out to Prize Picks. Who will lead the 49ers in sacks this year? Let's go outside of Bosa, right? If Bosa's there, I think we agree it's Bosa. Let's make it hard. Let's mm-hmm. make it harder. Outside mm-hmm. of Bosa, I'm going. We don't know that Bosa's going to be there, though. <laughs> true. That's true. We um, don't know that. I'm going to go Cleveland Farrell. I'm going to go Cleveland Farrell. Yes, I said that out loud. I'm going. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I know. I'm not even mad. I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I'm I'm just surprised. Yeah. I I like what I think he's going to be. Honestly, I think he's going to show something when Bosa's gone. I think you're going to have Cleveland Farrell and Drake Jackson off the edge. And I I believe in Drake Jackson. I think he's going to cause a lot of problems, especially like tipping passes. But I'm I'm gonna go Cleveland Farrell, man. That he's a very talented guy who's just never reached his potential yet. I think he was what a second overall pick, I believe. Cleveland mm-hmm. Farrell's got a lot of talent, man. He just hasn't tapped into it. I think if anybody can, it would be the 49ers. I'm gonna go Cleveland Farrell, man. I think he is going to be a surprise pickup for the 49ers this year. Okay, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I, I'm very confident. In fact, I guarantee that Eric Armstead will have more sacks this year than he had last year. Okay, yeah. What is, what is, what is, that's not too hard. I mean, no offense there. Armstead. Guarantee it. <laughs> yes. He's going to have more than he had last year, which is saying something. But yeah. I'm going to go with Javon Hargrave. I feel okay. like the thing with Armstead is that like he creates a ton of – he's a great run defender. Any position. He creates a lot of pressure as a pass rusher. But like finishing the play, like tackling the guy and bringing him to the ground, which is the object of tackle football. Yeah, that's not really his thing per se. Mm-hmm. So the pressure he creates is valuable and nice and good, but and I think Javon Hargrave will benefit from that. Unless the quarterback is getting flushed out of the pocket, then he won't. But if he's getting, you know, if he's stepping up or stepping away from Armstead, maybe Hargrave can walk into some sacks. He's a good player, especially yeah. as a pass rusher. If you're right about that, and Hargrave gets the second most sacks on the team after Bosa, that means they're getting pressure up the middle. That means it's going to be a really good year for the 49ers pass rush. So that would be great. For, I mean, this Hargrave signing needs to work out. Like they could have went and got an offensive lineman. Like they could have got the best right tackle out there on the market and said they're like, no, 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 no. We believe in Colton McKivitz. Shout out Colton. And we're gonna add to our D line. Like, cool. So you gotta be right about Hargrave. He's gotta be the impact player of free agency because you paid him like he was and you neglected the offensive line to bring him into a position that was already strong. So I'm banking on him being the real deal. The real deal. That's the I word. A, I got a question for you, Grant. Yes. This is a tricky one. Are you more concerned with the 49ers' pass rush without Bosa or the 49ers' run defense with Bosa? It's interesting. I mean, he's strong at the point of attack, but when he thinks it's a pass, he's so – like, he, he will frequently – rush past the quarterback he tries to get that wide 
edge rush. If you just push them past the quarterback, like it's easy to scramble on Nick Bosa. And that's been the Niners issue for a long time. Like if the quarterback is stationary, Bosa is going to ruin his day and the Niners are going to win. If the quarterback can move a little bit and he takes those scrambling lanes, you can turn Bosa into a liability. Andy Reid and the Chiefs turn Bosa into a liability every time they face him. So he, he's just on an edge anyways. He's just on the edge. He's on one side yeah. of the ball. Mm-hmm. So he can't stop. Yeah. Even if he was the best you know, run stuffer there yeah. was, he's not. But he's just on the edge. What, what concerns me is the interior, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. I mean, especially the second unit. I mean, the 49ers were 31st in stopping – the run on on third and short they were as good as their defense was last year they were towards the bottom and in this preseason they did not look good i bet you mike tomlin is going to be running Najee harris up the 49ers a you know what hard on sunday so i mean that's more of a concern to me i'm more concerned about the 49ers run defense than i am about the 49ers pass rush even without both yeah that being said i feel like Najee harris isn't that good it's I'm sorry. True. I know he's from out here and like he's yeah. like a local dude. Yeah. Um, let me look him up. So he's 25. He's from Martinez. Last year he averaged 3.8 yards per carry. Oh, oh, oh. But the year before that, he averaged 3.9 yards per carry. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think the, I think the Niners are scared of Najee Harris, dude. I'm not, it's not him. It's the, if it's Mike Tomlin's. It's true. Like I, you know, I would expect Dre Greenlaw to light Najee Harris up. Light him up, dude. Hit him hard. That's what I would expect. Well, I expect that too. But he's gonna—they're gonna be getting to the second level. It's true. Yeah, I would think you're probably right. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about it. Who wins Week One? Niners or Steelers? Niners are still two and a half point favorites. I wonder if that is going to change as Bosa remains unsigned. But what do you think? Who wins Week One and why? I'm sorry, Niners fans. Y'all gonna hate me, but I predicted this morning in the last couple weeks that the 49ers are gonna lose this game. The reason I think they're going to lose this game, I don't think they're going to be as prepared as Pittsburgh is. It's hard to travel to the East Coast, play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh against a Mike Tomlin team. Mike Tomlin at home is ridiculous, especially in week one. Kyle Shanahan traditionally, I mean, outside of one year, I think he started very slow. He started slow last year. He started slow the year before that. Because of that, I have the 49ers losing to Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a close one. Here's the difference maker, Grant. Who the hell's kicking for the 49ers? Is it Jake Moody? And if it's Jake Moody, that gives me less confidence. I think it's going I don't to be think tough. so. I think the kicking game is what's going to be the difference. That's terrifying. Um, I'm going to go with the Niners still. Even without Bosa, I, like if they were facing a real good quarterback, sure. But Kenny Pickett... Like, I think Kenny Pickett is essentially on par with Brock Purdy, which is cool. I mean, Kenny Pickett was a first-round pick. I don't know that he should have been Brock Purdy. I think they both are essentially like day-two picks, if you had to be honest about it. Guys who can scramble around a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, they're, they're not that bad, but they're limited. Who would be better on I would the say. Who would be better on the yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, would you get that? Would they be that much better with Kenny Pickett than Brock Purdy? I, they'd be better, maybe. Maybe, but I just feel like I've seen this defense face Brock Purdy in camp. They kicked Brock Purdy's ass. They intercepted Brock Purdy so many times. Only thing Brock Purdy could do against this defense was basically throw short. So 
now you've seen Purdy. Now you got Pickett. He doesn't have McCaffrey. He's got Najee Harris and two good wide receivers. He does have two good wide receivers. He does. But I think even without Bosa, the defense should be good enough. Like they shouldn't be giving up more than 20 points to freaking Kenny Pickett. And I think the Niners offense should be able to score 21. I don't know. I don't know. Here's my worry. So uh, Watt was injured a little bit last year. True. He's not even their best pass rusher, man. The guy, what's his name? Highsmith. Yeah. 14 and a half. They got to protect Brock Purdy. Yep. And they got to protect Brock Purdy. That, that's the worry for me this year. I don't know. And what sucks also is that Steelers have a good run defense, too. That's the problem. They gave I mean, up seven rushing touchdowns last year. That's it. Seven. I'm not as worried about, you know, the 49ers not being able to stop picket as much as I am the 49ers being able to score on the, on the Pittsburgh's defense in Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a really close game, and I think the kicker is going to make the difference, and that's why I'm, I'm leaning Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't have any faith in Moody right now. So You know what's going to be a big problem for the Niners? Communication week one. It's going to be really loud. And, like, again, the Niners didn't play that many play uh, road games last year. A real road game. It's super loud and communication's an issue. You have false starts and the other team's pass rush is like sped up because the offense is using a silent count. And you saw what happened against Philly. Like the Niners didn't make it through the first drive. That that pass rush was all over them. They looked like they were beat slow because they were. And that's going to be like even more so in Pittsburgh. It's really loud. They do the thing with the towels. It's like a big deal over there. Football, it's week one. It's going to be loud. You got Colton McKivitz making his first start. You got Brock Purdy making his first start. Like, I think I think Najee Harris is going to go off. I think they're going to run him up the, up, up the middle, and I think he's going to have success. And I think yikes. the 49ers defense is going to struggle protecting Brock Purdy. And I think the big part of this is traveling to Pittsburgh, playing. In so Pittsburgh. you're saying the Niners are going to get their butts whipped in the trenches? I think so. Yep. Well, with no Bosa, I don't know about Hargrave's fitness for week one. We know what their second team defensive line looks like. So, you know, that's not going to be helping matters out when they're on the field. Let me let me clarify, too, for 49. I just feel like the offense should be able. I mean, I know I know Steelers have a good defense. Yeah, but I don't know. Mike Tomlin's got something dialed up his up his sleeve. Not dialed up his sleeve. Something dialed. The Niners can do this to defenses. They can put you in a game where it's all about tackling. They can get the ball out of the quarterback's hands so quickly. They can run the ball. They can sort of neutralize your pass rush sometimes, even without with a bad offensive line. Get the ball in the hands of McCaffrey real fast. Get the ball in the hands of Debo real fast. Can you can you tackle these guys all game? We'll see. We'll see. We'll Tom see. going to be ready, man. They know what they're going to yeah. do. The point, even George Kittle came on record saying he gave um, – what they did – basically what they did with Brock Purdy and CMC is they gave CMC a choice route. Right, whatever was going on, on the right side, if that was the strong side, CMC would run out the, to the left side. He had a choice route, option route. He could run wherever he wanted, and then Purdy would look over and dump it off for that. Mike Tomlin's going to be ready for that, man. Like this isn't last year. They got the film on it. I, I, Mike Tomlin is my favorite head coach in the NFL, I, and I just think he's going to be ready, man. I, I really do. I think these 49ers, they're gonna, it's going to be close. You're saying it's Kyle close. Shanahan's team isn't going to be fully ready week one? I mean. Just because Bosa isn't there and they haven't decided who their kicker is and it's Kyle Shanahan coaching, wow, wow. And if Bosa's not there? Hot take. If Bosa's not there, I mean, even more so. And, like, don't get me wrong. All you guys watching this, I know this. people get mad. 
I'm a 49er fan. I want the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I want them to win every game. But Grant asked me my opinion of how I think it's going down, and that's how I think it's going to go down. Because, I mean, I don't want the Niners to win. I just don't think they are week one. The coach and the GM just kept saying, Bosa's going to be here. Bosa's going to be here. We're not nervous. We expected this. I just feel like the players were like, cool, okay. And now that he's not here, they're like, are we really going to play this game without Bosa? (laughs) And I think it's kind of dawning on them, and I don't think it's really helping the morale of the team. I mean, when Drake Jackson was singing, again, he Drake Jackson walking through the locker room today saying, Bosa, come back. You can blame it. Like, that's, to me, the cry of a team that's a little confused and would like to stand. I mean, we saw Fred Warner do the little, like, shrug, pay the man during the second preseason game. Like, this is so not what the locker room needs right now. Man, I got him losing. I got him losing week one, but I got him winning. The you know, we'll talk about that next next week or whatever. But I got him winning a lot of games after that. So, the 49ers will be fine, but they start slow, and they're going to start slow this year, is my opinion. We'll see. Again, love to be wrong about it. Sure. Um, let's hold on. Did I did I put the right? Hold on. I didn't get it. Hold up. Predict the 49ers. No, let's get let's get Purdy's stats first. Let's do that. Let's Lewis, predict Lewis party stats. more than when the show started. What's up, Lewis? Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, predict Brock Purdy stats. Man, you just want the 49ers fan base to hate me completely. Okay, I got – I put something else up. I think if he plays healthy, if he's, if he's healthy all year long, I think he's going to have – Which we should of, definitely assume. Yes, which we should definitely assume. Uh yeah. 3,800 yards, 29 touchdowns, and here's why. Here's why everyone's going to hate me. I think 16 interceptions. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. that that's my prediction for the season. Uh, I think he's going to, I think he's going to play eight games. I think the bye week is week nine. And I think after that, it's going to be the Sam Donald show, just based on how the Niners do business. So whatever you said, half of that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> whatever you said, half of that. Like I could, I could really see his TD to INT ratio going to one to one, or below two to one. I could see that. And then I, he got hurt in his first start. He got hurt in his eighth start. He holds the ball. He runs around. Everyone knows he's rolling left. He doesn't step up. I don't know. He's little, and I say that as someone who's probably smaller than him. Sorry, Brock, but. And they don't protect quarterbacks on the 49ers. Don't. It's not just that Colton McKivitz is the right tackle. Sorry, Colton. It's that he won't even be blocking the edge rusher a lot of the time. It'll be like Braden Willis on a play-action pass that looks great on the whiteboard. That kind of stuff. Mm. Long de- or, or, or there'll be like a seven-step drop from under center that no one's really equipped to block. I don't know. I just don't think it's something the Niners care about, protecting their quarterback. I would love for Brock Purdy to play 20 games this year. That that would be ideal for me. But, I I mean, statistically, under Kyle Shanahan on the 49ers, the backup quarterback has an 83% chance of starting a game. So it's unfortunately likely that Sam Donald does play at some point, which doesn't give me confidence. I'm not a big Sam Donald guy. No, there's only one big Sam Donald guy in the entire world. We all know who he is. Kyle Shanahan, yeah. Last name rhymes with banana hands. Predict the Niners' record. Oh shit! Yeah, we ended this one on a, on a on a hot note. I got him at got him at ten and seven, man. That's that's where I got the 49ers. But I got him winning the NFC West. 
Um, it's going to be close with the Seahawks. I think Seahawks and the Niners both go five and one in the NFC West. Uh, so it's, there's going to be a tiebreaker, either the record or the point differential. But I got the 49ers winning the NFC West 10 and seven. That's my prediction. I got the Niners at 10 and seven and not winning the NFC West. Mm. Seahawks. A little concerned about their defense this year. Like, where's Bosa? Who's Steve Wilkes? No Aziz, no Jimmy Ward. Those are losses. Um, also, if Ambry has to play or Sammy Womack has to play, I don't know about that. But like, compare them to Seattle. Everyone loves the Niners' rep weapons. A lot of people say the Niners have the best weapons in the league. Seattle's right there, man. If their first round pick, JSN from Ohio State, is healthy, yeah. DK Metcalf, JSN, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Noah Fant. I mean, I'll take the Niners tight end over their tight end, but when he's healthy, like the Seahawks have really good weapons and a, a young offensive line that I think is more talented than the Niners offensive line. So we'll see. I, I mean, and a quarterback, I, a better quarterback than the Niners. It's really good deep thrower. It really, it, it all hinges to me. It all hinges on Brock Purdy, CMC, Trent Williams. If those three players, like if if you lose one or two of those players for any extended time period, it's going to be rough, I think. And not only that, George Kittle. Like, let's talk about the tight ends real quick. After George Kittle, what is there? The 49ers have no tight end. Ross the boss. Yeah. Yeah, Ross the boss. Ross. Ross. So The I guy mean, the Niners have been trying un unsuccessfully to replace for like three years. If George Kittle doesn't play for a long period of time. I'm just nervous, man. I want these guys to stay healthy because I feel like if they, if those guys stay healthy, the 49ers could could have a lot of success. But it is definitely my concern for the season. It all it's all going to boil down to those guys, to me. Maybe ten and seven is too harsh. Maybe it's more like eleven six or twelve and five. It just feels like they're going to be throwing away some games early in the season. They should win. I, again, they could sign Bosa tomorrow. It feels like it's already too late. So I'm yeah. picking the Niners to, to to beat Pittsburgh, but Ryan isn't. And it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. It really feels like it could go either way. And if it comes down to a field goal, heaven help the Niners, man. Heaven help them. What are we last year, 13-4, and four, right? Now, look at this. So we were 13-4 and four last year. This year, quarterback room, not nearly as good. No Jimmy Garoppolo, nope. no Trey Lance, right? You got Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. So the quarterback room fell off, right? The, the schedule, the teams, the opponents they're playing, and the travel, if you add all of that in with the quarterback room, to me, that equals a, a worse record. So I don't think they're going 13-4. and four. I would be extremely surprised with that. I think 10-7, 11-6, maybe 12-5. and five. Can I say something about Darn real quick? Uh, he was the third pick in the draft. He's made like $50 million in his career. He's set for life. He hasn't had any success. But he's getting this eighth chance to do something with the Niners. And I was looking at him in the locker room today. Like you, you look at Purdy on the field, whatever. Like Purdy has these huge legs. You could tell that he really works hard in the in the weight room. Trey Lance work, you could tell too. Like you don't have to be a muscle. You don't have to look like Will Levis to play quarterback. In fact, maybe you shouldn't be super muscle bound. Brady wasn't. But like, man, Darnold, like he doesn't look like he lifts at all. It's nothing. He's got nothing. It's like. I don't know the guy, but I've said it in the past, just from my read, the way I read him, is he just doesn't seem like a guy that wants to be great. He doesn't. He's I don't, built like C.J. Beathard. I don't get that sense from him that he's like, 
I want to be the best quarterback that ever lived. I don't, I, I don't see that in Sam Darnold. I think he's just, yeah, it seems cool, like chill. Yeah, like a chill. homie. Yeah, but I'm down. Like, yeah, he, he I'm super down ball. to play football. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. <laughs> On the backup, sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that's this is kind of the vibe it gives me. Let's play some football, man. You guys, you guys want a longboard there? You want a longboard? Yeah, let's play, man. It'll be fun. What is Sorry, but that's that's pretty that's much it. And now he gets to just he has fifty million dollars. He gets to be a backup quarterback on the on the West Coast. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I don't I don't get the Mamba mentality from Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who was playing there last season with the 49ers? See, this one's tough, man. I think if I had to bet one person, it's Kyle Juszczyk. I don't see how they pay that guy $7.5 million. Now, maybe they restructure him, but he's getting old, and he's expensive for a fullback. The 49ers have all kinds of cap issues next year. Kyle Juszczyk will make $7.5 million next year. That's a lot of dough for a fullback, a guy they don't use that much. I think Jack Coletto is a much cheaper option for them, and they're going to have to be cutting corners next year, especially if they sign Nick Bosa. They got a lot to figure out, man. I think uh, Kyle Juszczyk might be one of those cap casualties. I'm going to go with Eric Armstead. He'll be 31. His cap number will be $25.6 million. And that's 10%. He's at 10% right now. So he's going to have to really Ball out. record a lot more sacks than he had last year. Like he's going to have to have infinity more sacks than he had last year. So like three? So like three, yeah. He's going to have to do something. Yeah. Otherwise, they can't justify keeping him at 20, almost $26 million. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these guys have penalties if you get rid of them. So they're going to have to trade a lot of these guys. I mean, they – this is the year for the 49ers, man. They got to figure it out. If not this year, maybe next year. I think next year they're going to lose a couple guys. The year after that, they're probably going to lose a couple more because everything's just getting very expensive. That's wild, too. Is Let's say Colton McKivitz is good, plays well. Yeah. He'll probably be gone next year, too. Because if, if you're like a good starting right tackle in the NFL, you get money. You get a lot of money. 15, yeah. 16. Look at Mike McGlinchey. We all know he's not good. Mm-hmm. And yet he's making like $17 million or something a year with Denver. So Colton could do, I mean, if he puts himself in the, in the Mike McGlinchey territory, then he'll be priced out. And the Niners will be going with God they knows. What, they give Colton one year or two Like years? $1 million, Colton McKivitz. One year? I thought they may have given two. Oh, let's check it out. Okay. Colton McKivitz over the cap. I think, I think they What's he working him. with? Let's see what you got, Colton. I think they might have given two. I'm trying to. Oh, dang, you're right. Okay. Dang. So they got, they got an elite right tackle locked in for two years at $4 million. That's what's up. Well, they're going to be drafting offensive linemen next year. That's for sure. They need to draft a center. They need to draft a right tackle. They need to draft a left tackle. They're not going to be able to draft all next year. They're going to have to figure it out. And then here's the other thing. This is a heartbreaker right here. You know who else could be playing the last season with the 49ers? You're going to say Brandon Ayuk. Oh, shit. No. No. I hope not. That's one of my favorite players on this offense. Trent Williams. Yep. When does he decide yep. to hang it up? When does he decide to hang it it's up? It's true. He's got a lot of money left that he could make. I think he'll probably try to get some of that. I would. But who's about, the guy you just said? Who's I got? No, Ayuk. What about Ayuk? I think so. Here, the thing about Debo, Debo's contract kicks in next year. 
they can structure uh-huh. they can structure Ayuks to be really relatively inexpensive next year. So I think they could possibly keep both next year. But after that, one of them's gone. I would guess Debo. Hmm. Ba's not going. Well, That's my guess. Here's another one. You know, it's not going to be here next year. Sam Darnold. <laughs> They're not going. He's, <laughs> he's going to be gone next year. <clears throat> there goes the Super Bowl window, just like that. You telling me Kyle's going to get over his crush by then? Yeah, I think so. Kyle's funny. He's like, he's like a guy with trust issues, right? Like he's like he gets a new girlfriend. He's like, all right, you're going to need to share your location with me, okay? I'm going to need to know where you are all the time. Right. You have to check in with me 18 times a day. In fact, you need to text me all the time. Yeah. He's like, but I'm also talking to three other quarterbacks. He's the guy, he's the guy that, <laughs> that is super jealous because he's cheating. Exactly. 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 Yeah. All of his own insecurities he projects on the new girl. Right. Right. I need to know where you are because I'm the kind of guy who would, you should, you should probably know where I am. But you right. don't get to know where I am. Oh, Sorry. Man. Sorry, but that's how it is. Yeah. Let's take the last Super Chats and, and bounce. Uh, Dave Barkley says, I don't have Twitter. I got an email. But you got you to gotta get with the times, baby. Hit me, bro. Coco Puff says, defensive player of the year, but had no sacks all three playoff games. Yeah, and he kind of fell off at the end of the season, too. Jay yeah, Mears both- 10 says, I do Shani and Bosa for Sean Payton and Patrick Sertan. I don't like Sean Payton. I don't like his shoes. I don't like his face. <laughs> shoes or his face. What are his, so, what are his shoes? No Peyton. Uh, he just yeah. wears big old clunky dad's shoes, but they're like skater shoes. They're like the like skater shoes from the late nineties with khakis. It's just not a good look. He's wearing airwalks. Yeah, that's what it looks like. A big ass clunky airwalk. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Official BNA Music eighty eight says I've been in Miami since last Wednesday. I'll just rub it in. Just really rub it in. I see why Bosa and Gore stay out here. Platinum package level BBLs in the real estate is. Right, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. I didn't know what a BBL was till I went there in Fe- in February and realized I was like, man, do girls just have bigger butts out here? Is it just is it something in the water? Like, no, no, it's a thing. Yeah, called the BBL. BNA is gonna be live with me. We're doing a call and show tomorrow, and he's gonna be playing the bass. We're doing a call and show. He should change his name to BBL Music ADA. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Barclay says there's enough out there for everyone to eat and I love you guys supporting each other haters at the bottom tearing people apart entrepreneurs at the top hustling together credit credit answer hit me up dude Ryan G what is it Ryan at Ryan, Ryan G- at Ryan G Hensley dot com yeah, Ryan at Ryan G Hensley dot com Saul Gian says will the Niners have enough money to keep Ayuk after the season I don't I mean they they said they had enough money to keep Bosa didn't they so we'll see maybe if Bosa leaves they'll have enough money to keep Ayuk I don't know Tommy Huxley says, I don't know if I can give my business to a cop. He, he says, he says my mustache looks, makes me look like a cop. That's his ongoing joke with me and Tommy. Appreciate it, Tommy. <laughs> Modem Gamer says, just saw a clip of uh, that Andy Reid used to play that a janitor drew up. That's humble. Would Kyle ever do that? Is Kyle humble? Oh, yeah. Oh. No, he'd probably like throw it back in the janitor's face. Like, well, how, how would this work against cover four? He would probably. How would this work against quarter, quarter halves? He'd probably throw his trash down on the ground and tell the janitor to pick it up. He'd be like, <laughs> how dare you? He'd be out. like, well, <laughs> by no means is this play perfect. <laughs> Dave Barclay says, ever since your interview with Ward Grant, he has been the biggest celebrity persona they uh, actually want, that I actually want to meet. 
I think he is such an awesome guy and pretty down to earth. Knows his talents, A++. If there's another player on the Niners that you would like me to interview, a la Jimmy Ward, someone you feel like would be interesting in that same vein, let me know. I'm curious. Who's the next Jimmy Ward on this team? I miss Jimmy Ward already. Yeah. Omar, Omar Original says Kyle is fired first. John takes over, gets his coach. What if, though, this Nick Bosa thing costs the Niners a playoff berth, a seeding? Would someone get fired based off this Bosa debacle next year? I mean, we're not there yet, but is the, if this is the excuse that they fall back on this year, not having Bosa, someone yeah. might have to get fired for this. Uh, I don't know. I think that it all depends on what happens this season. I don't think he's on the hot yeah. seat yet, but it's warming up, and it depends on what happens this season. But it could cool down real quick if they have a successful season. Also, no Jawan Jennings, that's who I'd love to see you interview. I like him. Jennings? I, like him. I was thinking Jennings. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and he might not be here next year. That's another guy might not be here next year. Good point. Silky Smooth Smithers says, considering how good the Niners are, it's a hit or miss this season. Never had mixed thoughts going into a season. Who y'all signing, Wu-Tang or Outcast? Who am I signing, Wu-Tang or Outcast? Will you get more bang for your buck with Wu-Tang because there's so many members in Wu-Tang? You get Raekwon, the chef, and Ghostface Killer, Uh, and Method Man. Who often works with Redman, but isn't in Wu Tang, but sort of affiliated? Are you I talking mean, about what are we? What's the question here? What is? I don't actually? know. I have no if, idea. If we're talking about Outcast music, broke up. If we're talking about music, it's Outcast. They're top. They're in the top for me, man. Andre Three Thousand is one of the top ten. Outcast is one of the best. Go ATL Aliens is one of the best rap albums of all time. You can listen. For yeah, they're both great. And they're I'm, both great. I like Wu Tang, but I'm going Outcast. I like them both. They're both good. But like do, you, do they you ever collaborate? Around, do you ever sit no. around like, let's play that Wu Tang? I think sometimes. Only people, I don't know. I, I play Outcast. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and not not none of the commercial stuff either. Like the I like New York rap. I also like '80s rap, but I feel like most people don't listen to '80s rap anymore. I was listening to LL Cool J all weekend because I saw him at Chase Center, and of all the rappers from the '80s, I feel like his music. Really aged quite well. Yeah. LL. Well, he's, well. He's a lot of your favorite rappers' favorite rapper. LL Cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was him, Ice T, Rakim, Slick Rick at the Chase Center. I thought that was cool. Started it all, those guys. Started it all. Shady Luke. You know I'm a Philly fan out of Utah. That dude Ayuk is going to go nuclear this year. If AJ Brown can get over the top for a deep shot, Johnson or Pickens for sure can. Don't sleep on Jalen Warren. If AJ Brown can get over the deep. That's the thing with the Niners. Like you don't necessarily have to outrun their cornerbacks deep. You just have to beat them at the catch point. Like yeah. Lenore's gonna be there. The question is, will he win at the catch point? Sometimes yes. But against a, a guy like Pickens, who's 6'3, that's a tough matchup for Lenore. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be tough. Yeah. El Chinon says, has Nicholas even met our new DC yet? I don't think so. Nicholas. Nicholas Julio says this season will come down to the O-line that technically hasn't been addressed since 19. No way y'all said Gino is better than Purdy. Gino's Uh, one of the best deep ball throwers in the game. In the game. Gino was better than Purdy last year. Statistically, that's a fact. I don't think we said that though in this video. I said, I said it. I'll take Gino. Okay. Gino throws a beautiful deep ball. Well, I mean, why can y'all be mad at Gino? Gino does it all. Last year, he was phenomenal, man. Like, yeah. Now, people, to be fair, Brock Purdy throws an elite deep ball as well, but I like Gino's just a little bit better. 
According to Brock Purdy, he does not throw an elite deep ball. Oh, he's just being modest. William Bennett says, I think John York was hoping to have won a Super Bowl by now, was hoping to be moving off Bosa by now. Possible. Don't know. David Baker, after 50 years of watching the Niners, I'm just excited to see some games. The soap opera will settle itself. Cray cray. Cray cray. Cray cray. Interview Ayuk. Okay, one vote, one vote for Ayuk, one vote for Jennings. I think I think Jennings will give you more than Ayuk, personality-wise, but I, I would like I would like you to interview. Well, Ayuk. I'm gonna say this today since the, he already agreed and he's he's a stand-up dude. Hafunga already uh, said yes for one. I got Hafunga oh, in. He's yeah. in. Talanoa said yes. He'd do one show. So Talanoa, you got to keep your word. I just told I just told everyone. Yeah. Cat's out of the bag. He shook <laughs> on it too. So yeah. Talanoa's in for one. Who else would you guys like to see? Flavius says Wu-Tang is one of the top 10 boy bands of all time. Boy bands? Holy shit, Flav. That's worse Dude, than your landscape right there. Don't do that. Don't disrespect Wu-Tang. I like Alcat. That being said, though, I do feel like in the late 90s, early 2000s, like there were some... Like boy bands were such a big thing that's like the Hot Boys were kind of like a rap boy band. It's like let's put together four, you know what I mean? Then like two of them are in high school. I'm just but saying. You got a lot of support on your Trey Lance hate stuff, but I think you're gonna lose a lot on calling Wu Tang a boy band. So yeah, careful. they weren't a boy band. No, I think you could call Hot Boys like B2K was. <laughs> B2K was for sure. Hot Boys, I mean, they were gangster rappers. Yeah. Um, but that was during the NSYNC Backstreet Boys. That was like, if you had four people in a group in 1999, you're probably going to get famous. Wu-Tang had like 10. Bro, look, put it this way. Wu-Tang had, yeah. Every, every boy band that ever existed would be extremely uncomfortable around Wu-Tang Clan. That tells That's you Wu-Tang Clan is not a boy band. No, Wu-Tang Clan is definitely not a boy band. Those guys They're are clan. From the hood. They're from the projects, bro. Like You're comparing, nah. Staten nah. Island. The Staten Island. Guy in a boy band ever was probably Mark. Who's your Mark favorite Mark member Mark. of Wu-Tang? Favorite member? ODB. Or, uh, That's a good answer. It's a good I don't answer. Know. Red. It's a good answer. Yeah, I, I don't like ODB. Yeah. I think Have I like Ghostface. Boy band member, Flav? How dare you, dude? How dare you? I think I like Ghostface. Ghostface. Ghostface had a sense of humor, and his voice is very distinctive, and he had multiple great records. Nathan Flores says Jordan Mason. That's the whole tweet. Five bucks. Boom. Jordan Mason. Boom. Bone Thugs and Harmony from yeah. Cleveland, discovered by Eze. Cleveland's the city where they come from. <laughs> I'll be in Cleveland soon. I uh, interviewed Trent. There's a lot of wisdom in that man. Yeah, but when I said, I, I don't think he would say yes ever since I said he was tipping plays. <laughs> That's the problem. A lot of players on the Niners don't like me. So I'll have to work around that. Dave Barclay says Hafunga would be cool. I think a fungo would be highly cool. Yeah, he's great. Anyway, that's the show. Thanks for watching. I'll be back in two hours with Larry. We'll talk about more. Tell you, him. Do any more? Do any more streaming today? No, tomorrow I got like three shows. I got a, a Pittsburgh Steelers guy tomorrow, Jesse, and then also um, my calling show. But ask Larry about why he, you should have stopped and included him in that video at the end today he was following you, i felt right? bad i don't think he was trying to follow me i just happened to get him in the shot and he was like trying to i don't know i have to, to talk to him about that he looked good though he's he he's got a lot of drip he does larry drip kruger is what they call him <laughs> they drippy drippy i second mason jordan mason okay all right jordan mason i like it thanks everyone i'll be back in a in 
less than two hours. See you. Cool.